It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Such a blessing to have you join us every afternoon, and I'm your host today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, where Grace FM and Calvary Live originates from. And we, you know, if you've listened for a while, you know we have a variety of pastors that host throughout the week, and we're very blessed to have them. Yesterday, you heard for the very first time Pastor Jason Vandeveer. He is the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Uh, he hosted as a fill-in for us as Pastor Jeff was away. And those of you tuning in on the East Coast, welcome, welcome, welcome on Hope FM. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Lines are open in the beginning of the show. Then they tend to fill up as the show progresses. If you've ever wanted to be on the show, now is the time to call. We have a couple open lines, I noticed, even though they are beginning to ring and people are calling. And while we wait for someone to call, uh, let's do a few things. First of all, let's read today's daily devotional from Beside Still Waters, Charles Spurgeon. Beside Still Waters, Charles Spurgeon. The name of the devotional today, the title is Bound in Fetters, taken from Job 36, verse 8. And if they are bound in fetters, held in the cords of affliction. Here's your Devo. Dear friend, doubts and fears are more common in work and business than in sickness. I do not know how you have found it, but when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10. Before trouble comes, many believers are silent, and their heart toward the Lord is heavy. But when providence clips their wings or puts them in a cage, they sing sweetly. Then their faith revives, their hope returns, their love glows, and they sing God's praises in the fire. Dear friend, have you found that trouble cuts the cords that tie you to earth? When the Lord takes a child, there's one less cord to fasten you to this world and another band to draw you toward heaven. When money vanishes and business goes wrong, we frequent the prayer meeting and the prayer closet in the Bible. Trials drive us from earth. If all went well, we would begin to say, soul, relax. But when things go amiss, we want to be gone. When the tree shakes, the bird flies away. Happy is the trouble that loosens our grip of earth. After a few days of sharp pain on a sickbed, you will not love life so much. You will begin to say, let me be gone. Now you can understand why David said, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Making our flesh cry out after God is difficult, but when, if you turn the screw a little further and stretch it on the rack a little more, and the dumb earthborn flesh will cry to be gone and leave the pain and sickness behind. 303-690-3000. That's from the book Beside Still Waters. If you go to edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, there's a link there that you can connect with to buy that book on Amazon, edtaylor.org. I also posted a brand new article on the, my website yesterday, I entitled it, 
what do I do? Let's see what I titled it here. I want to make sure I say it correctly. I, I know the gist of it, um, but I was reading through a book called A Path Through Suffering by Elizabeth Elliot, and I came across a chapter um, that uh, was teaching us how to respond if you're not allowed to be a part of your grandchild's life in particular. So I titled it, What Do I Do If I'm Not Allowed to See My Grandchild or Child or Family? Uh, if that's a part of your life right now, that's something that you're having to walk through, uh, trusting the Lord in, this article is for you. Go to edtaylor, E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R.org, edtaylor.org, and there are many, many resources available to you, blog posts, Bible studies, book recommendations. The, the, when, I launched this, when I launched this website, I called it Raw Thoughts on Life, Grief, and Ministry. Those are the three things that we talk about, edtaylor.org. And there you can connect to us social media. You can connect to us via our website, calvaryaurora.org. You can connect to us via gracefm.com. We have quite a few uh, media websites that we can connect you with and would love to serve you. But go to my website, edtaylor.org. Yesterday's post was, what do I do if I'm not allowed to see my grandchild? Some very practical instructions from Elizabeth Elliott uh, through friendships that she had for those of you that might be separated from a child, separated uh, from a grandchild, and it shouldn't be that way. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's go on to our full lines. Moving on to line number one is James calling from Denver. James, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing there, Pastor Ed? Good, what's hey, up? Uh, let's see. Um, real quick, that uh, leadership uh, conference you just came from, is that going to be available uh, at the church? It's going to be uh, available online. Uh, I think they're going to post yeah. it online. When it is, I will post. Uh, I will put it on, fa- on my Facebook and I'll make sure all the links are there, but they're gonna. He said it's gonna at least be a week or so uh, before okay. they edit all the studies. And as soon as they're done editing, I'll make sure to find some links and get them all up on our website. All right. Uh, my my question is uh, false prophets. I hear you talk a lot about false prophets. Uh, I know um, the Judaizers. They was considered false prophets because they were still into the circumcision. Yes. What about? In this day and time, uh, some of the pastors that they haven't did their homework, just just the lack of knowledge, they might be teaching something. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with a pastor that uh, mm, I don't want to say don't know the word or not teaching it uh, right or just you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I mean, the Bible says Jesus warned us that false Christs and false prophets will come and attempt to deceive even the elect. He said that in Matthew 24. And the best way to guard against false teaching is to know the Bible. And if you happen to have a relationship with that pastor, uh, it would be good for you to have a personal discussion with them uh, and talk to him about his study habits. Talk, You know, there's two ways to have a hard conversation. I like to picture this in my mind. Uh, and, and maybe you can do this in your imagination. There's two ways to have a difficult conversation. One is like face-to-face. And, you know, face-to-face is going to be kind of a difficult one because you are, uh, and I, I don't mean face-to-face in person, I mean like picture in your mind, just looking him in the face, talking eye-to-eye, uh, it's going to be more of a difficult conversation. Uh, you're going to have to talk to them, uh, tell them of the difficulties that you're sharing, and then hope they listen to you. But if they don't listen to you, then you're going to 
Um, you know, you're going to have an argument and that's going to be hard. But another way you can have a hard conversation is not face to face, but picture yourself putting your arm around them, walking alongside of them. Remember for Jesus with the Pharisees, he was face to face. Woe to you Pharisees. But remember those two men on the road to Emmaus in the book of Luke, uh, at the end of Luke's gospel, it says that Jesus came and he walked alongside of them. And I like to do that in difficult conversations. I want to walk alongside people. I I don't want to immediately accuse them of anything. I don't want to immediately, you know, make the conversation already harder than it is, but, but I want to talk. And I have people email all the time, Hey Ed, you know, you taught this wrong or you got this wrong. And sometimes they're right. And, and I have to say, you, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for bringing that out. I was, I was talking too fast or, you know, it wasn't any serious doctrinal thing, but I misspoke or I said something wrong. And other times someone will bring something to my attention and they're wrong but at least we can have the conversation and I can explain myself. And I think that's what any pastor, uh, any, anybody that's in your life that might, might be teaching uh, something like, I don't know if you know the Bible as well, or I'm not sure you got that passage right. Picture yourself coming alongside of them just to help, um, help them understand from your perspective how you hear them uh, and how you receive from them. And you know, maybe they are teaching false doctrine. Here's the things that you want to master on. What is the what does the pastor say about Jesus Christ, and what does the pastor say about the gospel message, and what are the characteristics of that person? What 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 is their life like? What is their character like? Because if their if their character is wrong, then their teaching is going to be wrong, and those are some of the things I would look for. Okay, um, my second one was about the law. Uh, the Bible speaks about we're no more under the law. Is that talking about the Ten Commandments? Or it's talking about the law that was added after the Ten Commandments. It's talking about the entirety of the prescriptions of God in the Old Testament by which the law would save a person. You would live by the precepts of the law, including animal sacrifice. That would be the mechanism that God received, the blood of the of the Lamb to cover your sins every year on the Day of Atonement. No longer are we living by the precepts of the law for our salvation— but instead now we are living by the precepts of the new covenant of grace that tells us that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And no longer the law, the Bible says in Galatians, was a schoolmaster. It was teaching us, even in the Old Testament, they couldn't keep the law perfectly. It only revealed how imperfect we are. Uh, and when, once we learn how imperfect we are, we run to God for his forgiveness. And so when it says that we're no longer under the law, it means that we're no longer under the law for our salvation. But think of the Ten Commandments. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament. Do you know which one is not repeated to keep? Uh, the uh, don't no, I don't. The Sabbath. Sabbath. The Sabbath is the only only one of the Ten Commandments that's not repeated as because the Bible declares in the New Covenant that Jesus Christ is our rest. He is our Sabbath. So by faith, we are living in that rest every day. Uh, but it's still wrong to lie. That's still a sin, and it's still wrong to steal. Uh, it's still wrong to those moral characteristics of God do not go away. Okay, so we're not calling the Ten Commandments the law. We're still up under the Ten Commandments. Is that right? Yeah, the Ten Commandments are still valid in the sense that it's good. The principle of the Sabbath, whereas it wasn't, it, it's not to be kept as the Old Testament saints kept it, but the principle of rest 
is still from the Lord, yes. Well, but some people call the Ten Commandments the law that we're not under. That's not so, then, right? No, that's part of it. No, definitely the Ten Commandments would be part of it, but it's the entirety of the law as prescribed in the Torah, the first five books of the of the Old Testament, and all the prescriptions throughout the rest of the law and the prophets. Okay, so if I be saying we're not under the Ten Commandments, I can say we're not under the Ten Commandments? You can say that, but understand, make sure you say it correctly. And the way that you would say that is that I no longer must keep the Ten Commandments in order to be saved. To be, okay, salvation. Right. I I, I see what you're saying. But it's still wrong to steal. It's still wrong to lie, because that's all repeated in the New Covenant. We need to honor our mother and and father and all that kind of stuff, but we're not saved by work. Okay, I I got you. That's All right, appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah. 303-690-3000 is the number. Give me a call. You got an open line. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary in Aurora. Just got back. uh, Well, I did a a couple days ago, right? What's today? Yeah, a few days ago. uh, Sunday night from Southern California. I had a long ministry trip there. I taught at Morningstar Christian Chapel, Pastor Jacob Bielan. I, I was able to teach at his fellowship. Many of you listening to him on Grace FM here and probably on Hope FM as well. Um, some of you know that a few weeks ago, he, Pastor Jack had a stroke, and he is recovering very, very well. Not as fast as he would like, but the good news is, is the stroke didn't have as much damage as you would expect. So that was great news. And then I taught at a pastor's conference, the Los Angeles Southern California Pastor's Conference. At my home church, happened to host it, Calvary Chapel in Downey, I taught a session on keeping our doctrine pure in Acts chapter 15. That was a glorious time. And then I taught at I taught at Calvary Chapel Downey for their Sunday services and a message about contentment. That was awesome. I had such a great time. A lot of family and friends I connect with. I had a great time. Thanks for praying for me, those of you that were. Uh, and back, taking your calls. I even hosted the show last Thursday from Southern California with some new technology that we were testing. So all you guys that were with us those days we were testing, thank you. Uh, we, You guys were our guinea pigs, and it works, and it works phenomenally well. I was able to run the show from my iPhone. That was pretty cool. Frank uh, got it all set up and taken care of. It was awesome. All right, before we go into the next uh, phone call, let's pick up a text line. What is your opinion regarding a church that plays secular music in church? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it is God-honoring. I don't think it can be used to worship God. Uh, and I don't like it. I think that the, a building that's set apart for the, for the use and the worship of God should reflect that in its music especially. Especially, I don't like it. Is it sinful? Not necessarily. And let me explain to you. When we have weddings here, they play music that isn't Christian or gospel. And as long as it doesn't have lyrics that, de- that, bemoan, uh, that are unbiblical or anti-biblical, or it doesn't have lyrics that would undermine the gospel, we let them play that music. And it has to be approved, but we let them play that music. I mean, if it's a song that is not representing the love of God right or misrepresenting some kind of sexual connotation? Absolutely not. Not on this property. Uh, but do they do, uh, do they do music like classical music 
We actually had someone do the Star Wars theme once. That was secular, but it was God-honoring in their marriage. It's what they were into, and we took out lightsabers, and, and we said, may the force of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and had a little fun with it. So I want to balance, you know, I don't, if they're using it to, there's, I know that some churches, that's the cool hip thing to play secular music, U2 or whatever during worship sets. I, I don't know, call me old fashioned, call me old man. I just don't want to answer to the Lord for that. I, I, I don't want any part of it. But it, I can't say that it, I can't say fairly that we never let um, secular music played in our building because we do. It has happened before. Uh, but it's also happened with very strict guidelines so that God remains honored. Great question. Thank you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Here's a great, here is a great uh, question. Please provide scripture that says the fourth commandment was done away with. Where does the New Testament say it's the nine commandments? And where does it state Jesus replaced the Sabbath? That is such a great question that I took a whole Sunday and I taught a Bible study on that. And the Bible study, if you just go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, and you put in the word Sabbath, just put that word in the search engine, that Bible study will come up, and you will get 45 to 50 minutes of an answer. It, it's all over the scriptures, the new covenant. And it's, it, the old covenant has a beginning and an end. It's all over. And to if you think that keeping the Sabbath is still... Uh, required, then you'll have to show that to me in the New Covenant. Show it to me in the New Covenant. Uh, so I also have, if you want to email me, Pastor Ed at calvaryaurora.org, I'll send you um, my notes. I'll send you notes of my friend, of a friend of mine as well. His name is uh, Mark Martin, who did a great study on that. Um, and if you, let me look up real quick. Let me see if I can find that Jesus. It says, uh, 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 I don't have the scripture, but I'll find it for you during the break. 303-690-3000. Uh, let's go on to the phone lines. We're going to go on to line number two. Line number two is a call from Florida. Craig, where are you listening in Florida, Craig? Well, I listen to iHeartRadio. Nice. Um, I own a restaurant down here, a barbecue restaurant, and um, so I'm in there at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I've got it blasting. Uh, I just sit there, and as I'm working in my restaurant, I'm listening to just some of the most solid Bible teaching that I can get on the radio today. It's awesome. I love it because there's not a whole lot of um, – uh, it, it's just – there's not a whole lot of, let's say – modern-day Christian hype. This is just solid Bible teaching that I get on uh, Grace FM Colorado. And I actually was saved in uh, October the 11th, 1973, at 10.30 in the morning on Colfax in Denver, Colorado. That's awesome. Uh, It's it's a great story. Uh, God saved me. I was uh, dealing drugs out there and living on the streets and going to art school and, you know, just— it was just uh, my my life was it was messed up. Wow, what a great but, testimony! But, Thanks so yeah. much for calling in. What can we do for you? Well, uh, you know, I I um, do. You, do you know what a gold star uh, parent is? A gold star father? I've never heard of that. No, let me okay. know. Okay. Well, 
if you if you see somebody that has a gold star, a, a, a man or a lady has a gold star with purple around it and uh, an oak leaf around that, uh, that means that their son or daughter was killed in battle. Okay, I, and, I have heard of that. I just wasn't yeah. familiar. Yes. I and I'm the that. I'm the vice president actually for Gold Star Fathers for the state of Florida. My I lost wow. my son, uh, 16 July 2011 in Afghanistan, and and we know he's in heaven and we're going to see him again. And you know he was just a great great son and a great soldier and a great American. Um, but the reason why I called is there's a fellow Gold Star father, and I don't want to mention his name, okay. but I I want to ask people to please lift him up. Uh, he lost his son uh, not too much longer uh, after our son was was killed in action. Uh, but he is he's uh, I, I'm in my 60s and and my my friend is uh, he's probably I would say 55 56 years old and he has been battling cancer for four years mm-hmm. and they're bringing hospice in and uh, he's such a great brother. This guy has gone through hell. Not once has he he has ever said, why is all this happening to me? Why is God allowing this all to happen to me? I lost my son. Isn't that enough? You know, and um, I I just am asking our brothers and sisters to please pray. Let's do that. Let's do that. God, I pray for our new friend. Um, just going through trial after trial and loss after loss and and battling such significant health issues. And God, I know it can be overwhelming, uh, just the everyday things of life, but these these unusual, uh, these unusual burdens to carry, God, it's they're more than a man or a woman can bear. They're more than our shoulders were meant to carry. And God, I pray for my uh, I pray for this this friend. I lift him up before. Your word says that we can come to you boldly into the throne room of grace to find help in time of need. I think also, God, of uh, those friends that there was no room where you, where you were G- teaching Jesus, so they went up to the roof and they, they broke open the roof and they, they, they let that, that, their friend down right into the presence of Jesus. And, and you honor friendships and you honor friends bringing their friends to you. And so I just pray, God, that you would hear our prayers and answer them according to your will, that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you, uh, and and God bless all of you folks out there, uh, what you're doing with Grace FM. I I love the station, and like I said, I listen to it every morning, every morning, and uh, it's it's so uplifting and uplifting. and I, I, I can't say thank you enough. God bless you, brother. Well, let me just say this, too. We are very blessed and honored that all the work that we had to do to get the station listed on iHeart, if it was yes. just for you, it was worth it. Thank you. Thank you, brother. 303-690-3000 is the number. A lot of times uh, folks don't understand the hard work that Frank puts in or Cassandra puts in or the team puts in here. And Frank and I really worked, really mostly Frank. I, I say Frank and I because I did help a little bit, but Frank put most of the work in to get our station listed on iHeart. We had to change our technology. We had to change our streaming. We had to find another service. We had to get things tested. And if it was just for our brother Craig who gets to listen to us in the morning, 
Uh, I know we get a lot of listeners on iHeart, but we're very blessed to be able to put a little bit here and do a little podcast here and have it playing live over there and getting the website. We just updated the brand new. We have a brand new Grace FM website that Josh worked very hard to get together for the last couple months. It has finally launched. So go to gracefm.com. Gracefm.com is our new newly updated website. It, it really does reflect uh, the station, and, and we're very happy with it. It looks so good. So thanks for you guys uh, praying for us. And, and even your support, your financial support, uh, goes a long way. And you're ministering to people all around the country, around the world. Chris is calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Chris, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Pastor, I mean, first I want to say the Lord is using you in a very powerful way. I, I listen to you on Hope FM almost every day. And oh, wonderful. It's truly amazing. Lord, he, he, the Lord has a way of making it so I hear just what I need to hear. But my question to you is, about two months ago, I hit, I've been, I've been a believer for a little over a year now, and pretty much around when I hit one year is when I... I I made a very bad decision to uh, start doing something again. I said I would never, go- I was never going to do. Okay. And it started leading to one thing into another. And as I started to get out of it, I thought I had saw something that I was supposed to be doing. It almost felt like God was leading me to do something. Okay. And I dove headfirst into this situation, and now it's gotten so bad that literally I'm being blackmailed. Okay. If I don't do what I'm told to do, I'm going to be blackmailed. Okay. And I I, I can't even get out of it. I, I've been praying, and I, I, I've i had uh, my brothers at church. They've all been praying for me. I just have no idea what to do anymore. I, I'm so afraid that, and I'm trying not to hold on to material things, but I've also worked really hard to get where I'm at. I've dedicated a lot of my time and even a lot of prayer. I know prayer works, and, I pray, and I've prayed for months, and, gotten promotions at work i've got myself all i've got myself in a good spot so i can eventually go to school so maybe the work could use me as a pastor myself one day oh, but wonderful well when i think I, of blackmail i think a couple things uh, i think number one there's probably something hanging over our heads that uh, could potentially cause us to lose everything and we have a choice to make and the choice is simple. It's simpler than when it feels. Now, I'm going to give you the simple choice, but it probably doesn't feel that simple because of the ramifications. But here's the, here's the choice you have. You can either choose to take the consequences of obedience or the consequences of disobedience. But those are your two choices. The consequences of obedience will probably be painful. They will probably be more difficult uh, or or they would probably be difficult, not necessarily more difficult, but the consequences of disobedience will wreck your life. And, he, and here's what the Bible says. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And as soon as the situation is brought to light, no matter the consequence, you are free, and you are in fellowship with the Lord and his blood is appropriated in your life to be to accept that forgiveness. Now, the other thing I think of, that's the Bible answer. The other thing I think of because we're running out of time here and I want to pray for you and is if you need to get the cops involved, 
because usually blackmailing is illegal, then get the cops involved. Okay. In, in a real practical it was, way. It was, it was just because I, I, I had gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even reading my Bible anymore. I'm not, I, I'm skipping out on church now just so I can sleep and wreck because I'm so tired from devoting my time to this. Because like I said, I, I thought I saw the Lord move it in this situation. And it got to a point a couple of days ago, I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. This is not, this is not from him. I'm leaving. Just forget it. I started ignoring my phone, and it all just—it all just went on. It all just went downhill, and that, well, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to pray with okay. you uh, on the other side of the break. So hold on. We're, this is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. It's so good to, to be a part of what the Lord is doing in your life and what he wants to accomplish in your life, talking about things pertaining to life and godliness. This is a pastoral show, and what I mean by that is that it gives the opportunity for us as pastors to talk to you uh, about the things going on in your life, talk, talk to you about the things that are pressing heavy and hard in your life, praying for you, encouraging you. i got a brother that's on the line from the first half of the show that is under the heavy weight of a blackmailing and a possibility and just having to deal with that daily and before we let him go, he's calling from Baltimore. We want to pray for Chris. So, Chris, are you still with us? Yes, I am. All right, let me pray for you, man. God, I pray for my brother Chris as he faces this uh, very difficult, trying situation. Just what decisions does he need to make, Lord? How does he need to make them? What's, what's the timing? What is it exactly you're doing and wanting to accomplish through this? Uh, I lift him up to you, Lord, and know that it's been real hard. He can't sleep. He's neglected, made things even more difficult by neglecting worship, neglecting gathering together with the saints. And God, would you give him the strength to be back in worship? Would you be, give him the strength and the mental clearness of his head and clearness of his mind to be able to worship you and to hear from you, that you could bypass his worry and just speak spirit to spirit? Uh, like, even though he's feeling one thing, Lord, you can minister to him deeper on a much deeper level than even what he thinks or asks. That's what your word says, that you're able to do more than we can even think or ask. It's up beyond our minds and beyond our humanity. You're ready to work in a spiritual way. So I, I lift him up to you, God, and I pray you'd give him the right solution to this very difficult situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Hey, call us back in a couple weeks, and, and uh, let's follow up. Okay. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and questions you can always you can always text me uh, we we use the text to fill time if we don't have any phone calls three the texting is a unique line it's only for texting don't leave any messages uh, we won't answer them we won't even hear them or see them but you can text us 720-336-0897 3, 
7. That's texting only. Let's go back to the phone lines and pick up on line number one is Michael. Michael's calling from Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Michael. Hey, Pastor Ed. Long time no talk to you. It has been a while. How you doing? I'm blessed, Pastor. God's blessing me like crazy. I mean, uh, I, I need a, I, I want some prayer for a couple of situations. Um, I'm not as strong in my faith as I want to be, and for whatever reason, I'm really bad about keeping that short list of when I sin and stuff, okay. it, uh, so I can keep my relationship with the Lord uh, open and flowing. And I want prayer also because I think God's calling me to start lifting up the people that I live around down here in the north side of town, okay. down at the, the crossroads shelter. Um, I can't do anything to minister to them out of my re- physical resources. I think God is calling me to start to pray for these men, for God to start moving in their lives. So you, if you're familiar with this area, possibly, you know, the alcohol problems and drug addictions. Yes. And there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on down here. Yes. Yes. So I think God's calling me to start lifting these men up to him and for him to move in their lives. And I, I know when I do that... Uh, excuse me, I put this. I'm going to open up a can of proverbial worm, uh, worms uh-huh. uh, because it's going. I'm going to come under more attack than I normally come under, and I'm I'm a little concerned about that. Okay. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say, that I want to ask you these things, but I heard this brother Chris, I believe, yes, talking on the radio about his situation in Baltimore, and. I really feel for him. I have an ugly past of my own, and for whatever has transpired where he's got an issue that someone's trying to blackmail him on, I just want to tell this brother that we can't run from what we've done. We can't hide from it. And that, God knows I've tried. And all I want to say to him is that he should stand firm in God and it's, it's my opinion that this, this brother needs to tell this person who's trying to blackmail him to go take a hike and let and leave this in God's hands. Whatever the consequences may come, um, God has a way of redeeming our lives and situations and that he knows what's best to do about it. And this this person who's trying to do this, well, you know, if they they, they they if they do it, they're going to find out that there is probably some something will come back in their direction possibly too. Right, that's not so good. So I just want to tell this brother to stand firm in God and do the right thing. And as far as the Word of God goes, because this this is a bad situation, and and I feel for him, and I prayed with him when you did. So I just want to say that, and I I just want the prayer. Okay, Father, we lift up our brother to you, and uh, just just the new burden and heart he has for his community, for the people in his community, the challenges, uh, what's going on with the drugs and the crime, the the brokenness. It's it's very revealing, uh, the the revelation of these crimes and people hurting one another and hurting themselves. And I, I know that you, you placed Michael 
and a strategic position, strategically placed him where he is, where he lives, where he spends his time, where he sharp shops to effectively see what he sees so he can respond uh, through prayer and encouragement and being available to your Holy Spirit. So establish him, establish the work of his hands, and I pray, God, that there would be much fruit, uh, fruit that we don't even know what, what it's going to be yet. We don't, we, besides salvation, I mean, you know, we expect, God, according to your word, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we expect that there have been seeds sown and watered, and we want to see the increase. So, God, we just pray for that. We pray for Michael as he intercedes. Give him strength to uh, not back down. Give him strength to not quit, to not be quick to, uh, to walk away, Lord, but to persevere and endure as he serves uh, in this community, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, brother. God bless you, too, and welcome back, welcome back home from California. Good to be back. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. I know, I know you hated being there, didn't you? <laughs> well, it was so hard, except except when it started raining. And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't come out here. They had the biggest storm uh, in California the two days we were there in six year, in over six years. And it was like 70 degrees here. Well, you brought back some cold weather with you for tomorrow, but that's okay. I know. Everybody's going to blame me for the snow, but but I'm not responsible. <laughs> Thanks, man. I still, I still love you, Pastor Ed. Thank you. God Thank you, you, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 uh, is the number. Give me a call. Text me, 720-336-0897. My friend told me, and here's a text question, to read the book, Prayers That Rout Demons and Break Curses. Uh, just from the title, I don't think I would read, don't think it's worth my time to break curses and rout demons. My Bible says that the curse has been broken on the cross by Jesus Christ and the handwriting of the requirements against me uh, that, that Jesus himself took the curse upon himself uh, on, the, on the cross and the handwriting of requirements that was against me is no longer there. I, I, I pass on that book. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to hear from you. Let's see. Hey, Pastor Ed, uh, I won't share the name, um, but I just found out that one of my best friends, I know who you are. Um, thanks for sharing it. Um, I just found out that one of my best friends growing up died a few months back from drug-related issues. I want to pray for his parents. They were like second parents to me, and it's hard for me to imagine what they're going through, and they are believers. Well, that's good news. Um, but I do want to pray with you, brother. Just so, by the way, I'm as, as sad as I am for their parents and and, and understand just a taste of what they're going through. Not everything, but a taste. I'm also so encouraged by your life, brother. I'm encouraged by what God's doing in your life. I'm encouraged by your passion to follow him, your passion to, to trust him, your passion to hear from him, to be that godly husband. I mean, I know we texted not too long ago, but I'm proud of you, brother. And uh, the, the best is yet to come in your ministry. So God, I pray for this family um, that stinking drugs um, has s- stolen another life. And I pray, God, that you'd be with his parents who have to wrestle with the loss of their own son and all the complications that come because of the drug overdose and or whatever it was, drug-related, how hard it is. No parent uh, wants to lose their child, especially that way. I mean, there's no good way, but especially that way. And so I pray for them. I pray for my brother who's just got this on fire 
desire to serve you, desire to submit himself to you, and so encourage him as he serves and loves people in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. More information on on uh, ministry here, you can go to my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, or our church website, calvaryaurora.org, or what everybody's using, like literally thousands upon thousands of, of, of uses a month is our free apps. So go to our website, or you can go to iTunes or the Android store and just search Calvary Aurora or Grace FM and download our apps. They are free Gloria from Brighton, Colorado, welcome to the program. All right, we lost to Gloria. Uh, she said that she wants to educate people that there are cancer healing prayers in the scriptures. Well, I would be really interested in hearing that. I've never heard that before. I know that we can pray by faith, and God himself is the healer. We aren't going to bring about healing we are incapable of bringing healing, but God through us can bring healing. And I'm unfamiliar. If you were to pose that as a question, I would, I'm unfamiliar with cancer healing prayers. There's no special mantra, no special set of words that will immediately heal prayers. God heals sovereignly as he wills. So I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that, and it doesn't sound like it's biblical, but I would want to hear you first. To, to understand what you're trying to say. 303-690-3000. Mike is calling from Colorado Springs. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, good. I wanted to see if you could uh, shine some light on a situation I'm kind of struggling with. Okay, I'll try. Um, um, about a few weeks ago or a month ago, you had uh, a caller that had uh, asked something about a prosperity doctrine. I think when you... Uh, we're talking about it. You hit the nail on the head, and so um, my my brother is is currently going to a Bible college, and I'm not going to mention the name for okay. uh, certain better that reasons, way. But yep. Um, anyways, I had um, <clears throat> he he keeps talking to me about like how because we believe in in Jesus that you know uh, like it's like as if he's trying to push on me. I feel that we're guaranteed wealth in our life. And with that being said, like, you know, to me, there's no doubt God, God can bless us, you know, but for me and my, what I've read the Bible and how God has touched my heart is if we get blessed with a humble, contrite heart, and like we realize we're not worthy of his, his grace and mercy is different than like, I guess, an approach where it should be an expectation because we believe in Jesus. And I guess one of the other tidbits I'd like to throw in and see if if I'm right in this and my approach is like for me and, and my brother we both have some ugly pasts on certain things and uh, like one of mine was a, a previous heavy marijuana user and, and God cured me of that and I feel like God put it on my heart to you know that even if I witness to somebody else to to let them know that it was God that did it not me okay because there's a difference yes. and then where, like, my brother's approach is, like, I will never do, you know, whatever it may have been. He'll be like, I'll, I will never do that again. I, I swear my soul on it kind of thing, and because of the blood of Jesus. But me, it's like, you know, if God cured me from it, I think it's only his grace and mercy. 
and uh, and of him and so i know i don't know if my approach is better all i know is like when the bible says don't swear on the heavens and you know i'm paraphrasing but to me like you know uh i think there's multiple aspects within that but one of the things i think god showed me is like don't to me like myself is don't ever say you're never going to do something because it's only god's protection that uh keeps us safe you know I agree. I, I think it's very important for us, and we could do a much better job, all of us, giving God the glory for the great things uh, that he has done and continues to do. It's, it, it's Often we place more emphasis on our own efforts or all our hard work instead of the God who gave us the mind, who gave us the time, who gave us the resources. Uh, your second part of your question is, is, is accurate. Like We really need to give God the glory. Uh, in all things, and he is the deliverer, and he is the one that brings sobriety. And and you're right, in order to glorify God, the Bible says that he will share his glory with no man. And we don't want to move into areas that God has told us not to do. Now, the prosperity gospel is, is just an empty teaching that capitalizes on a person's greed. Because the average, when you say that it's God, when a person says that it's God's will for us to be prosperous, the real question is ba- is based on what sc- what scale? Is it the scale of the United States? And if it is, is it the scale of California? Is it the scale of Nebraska? Like what what exactly what number is is equal to God's prosperity? Is it a hundred thousand dollars? Is it a million dollars? Is it ten million dollars? Most of the time, it, nobody can put a number on it because a person that wants prosperity wants as much as they possibly can get all the time. But the Bible says, now godliness with contentment is great gain. And Timothy de- or Paul describes a group of people who are proud, knowing nothing, ex- obsessed with arguments and disputes, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the faith. And listen, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdraw yourself because godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment. He says, in having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. I just did a Google search uh, of the average salary in the world. Wanna guess, what do you think the average salary in the world is? $20,000. Okay, the, according to this article, it's $8,000. That's about $25 a day. If they worked every day, here, let me make sure I do the math on that right. If they worked every day, 365, okay, that was, let's say if they worked eight, 365 days a year, which they would probably need to to make life, to make ends meet, they're making $2 a day. But it, the article goes on to say, if the total world gross domestic product divided by the world population, most people don't make $8,000. Most people scrape by with a mere $2,000 a year which if they worked every day, which they would have to, that's, uh, oops, let me see. Let me, I got the wrong number here. 2,000 divided by 365. Okay, I must be doing my math wrong. Hold on a minute. I should have done this ahead of time. So 8,000 divided by 365 is $21 a day. Okay, there it is. $21 a day. $2,000 divided by 365 is just $5 a day. So what's right. prosperity? So ask your ask your brother, 
what's prosperity, $5 a day or $21 a day? And he'll probably say, no way, brother. I think prosperity is $100 an hour. Well, man, that, that seems that seems a little unfair that God would prosper somebody in uh, the middle of Nigeria with $5 a day, and if they were really blessed, $6 a day, but you think prosperity is $70 an hour. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Right, and it's completely contradictive when many verses, but like when Jesus was talking about to love this world, you lose your life, and yes, and so many things. And my brother, he's he's so like he's very well versed. I'm not as quick tongue, but like you know, I know what I've read in the Bible, and God has touched my heart, and it ends up being, um, I I just don't know how to defend it, you know. And I know I should be more well versed so I can you know show him that like it's not true, and um. You know, I'll, I mean, <clears throat> do me I, a favor. Email me. What's that? Email me, and I will send you an article, uh, a basic article that will help you um, help you process this with your brother and give you a little bit of of information from the scriptures that will help you talk on this topic of prosperity teaching. I, it it'll it'll it's a very basic article, but I know it will help you uh, as you begin to talk about even just practical things, you know, making sure that they understand that he understands, well, what do, what do you, how do you define prosperity? Um, is it, do we measure it in shekels? Do we measure it in Roman coins? What, what is it? What, what is your, and, and he won't be able to, def, and if he comes up with a definition, well, you know, we should drive this kind of car. Well, you know, 90% of the world's population has nothing. No, I agree. I mean, to put it simply, I went to a graduation from a previous family member at this place, and I've been in a Bible study with 9 to 12 people and felt the Holy Spirit stronger than a building filled with 1,500 or 2,000. And so, I don't know, I don't, I don't mean to go there with it, but, you know, I you're a huge blessing to, to myself and, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody else, and I just want to thank you for all the work that you do and, and how God has anointed you, so thank you're you. You're welcome. And, and let me give you another—I'll put it in the email, too, but I'll, just for the sake of people listening in, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an older book, so it's probably not up to date with the newer prosperity people that are on TV, which I really don't know who they are, um, but this book is, is gold, and you could probably get it for a couple bucks used. It's called—oh, goodness. Hank Hanegraaff wrote it. And it's called, oh, I can't, I can't see it in my head. It is called, oh man, I don't know. Let me, let me check real quick. It's called Hank Hanegraaff. It is, oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember. Counterfeit, um, counterfeit. Okay. Let me go to Amazon real quick. This is live radio. So this always doesn't work when your memory doesn't work. It's called an Amazon, and it's counterfeit. It's it's from the '90s, but it's really good. Um, so let me I put in search engine counterfeit Hank. <laughs> Let's see if it comes up. Okay, he calls it counterfeit revival. I, Christianity in crisis. Thank you, Mark. Mark just texted me. It's called Christianity in crisis. Christianity in okay. crisis. You can get it for a couple bucks used on Amazon, that will give you a real good summary of some of the more popular uh, faith and prosperity teachers, of which the foundation of whoever's on TV now uh, built their ministry on. Can I ask one more question? I'm I'm sorry to the other listeners. I know there's other people that probably have 
you know, oh, go ahead. need your, your blessings. But so when the Bible talks about, I'm going to paraphrase here, but you know, when it talks about the wise virgins and the other virgins, yes. uh, virgins whose lamps weren't full. And then like the scripture where, where it says, Jesus says, you know, many will call upon my name and, you know, I will say, you know, I never knew you essentially, you know, process, you know, but do you think that those scriptures are referring to people that maybe believed in or believe or believed in prosperity doctrine, but didn't really know Jesus? Or is that referring to the people that never came to the knowledge of the Lord? I think it's a broader scope that would include anyone in that was that was listening to the prosperity doctrine and didn't really put their faith in Jesus Christ, anyone sitting in a Calvary chapel that thought they were Christians but never placed their faith in Jesus Christ, anyone in the Presbyterian Church or the Lutheran Church or the Catholic Church or any religious movement that thought they were right with God but were never born again. And right. it would include all false religions, cults. It would include all true churches. Uh, it would include all fake churches. Uh, it, and, and yes, it would include people that are deceived um, to believe in a different Jesus and not trust the Jesus uh, of the Bible that died for their sins. That, that's a hard, that's kind of a tricky little question, only in the sense that neither one of us really know the heart of someone. Uh, and is it possible right. for a true believer to believe false things? Yes, it is true. It is true for people, but it's also possible, it's equally possible for a, a, a person to think he's saved and not really be saved. Right. So they're both true. Well, I, go ahead, sorry. No, I would just say that that's, it's, it's hard to answer, but the answer, the, in direct answer to your question, the answer is yes and no. Um, it's possible. Well, and, and, and I want to apologize. I'm not trying to revile the brethren or come against, you know, these things. Uh, you know, I come across a lot of people I try to witness to that, that don't go to church or maybe grew up in a church home and drifted. Yes. And, you know, um, but yeah, if we could maybe just pray for, uh, if you could maybe uh, for this situation and then. Let's do it. Um, that, that others. Hear, hear the right doctrine, and, and then it touches touches their hearts and their souls and hits home the way that, that God intended for it and the way that God wants it, not the way we want it. Lord, we just pray for Mike as he uh, as he's ministering in the, the, the gospel and sharing the gospel and meeting folks and all kinds of different walks of life. Um, we pray for those that are propagating, Lord, the false teaching of the prosperity gospel, that you would stop them, that, that you would use them, that they wouldn't take godliness as a means of gain. And, and that goes for any... That, that goes for any movement, Lord, that we would not uh, find ourselves in a place of using the ministry for anything other than uh, spreading the gospel and, and ministering your word. Uh, but the worker is worthy of his hire, but also at the same time not taking advantage of people uh, and just teaching us what the balance is. And, and I pray for Mike as you're using him. I pray for his brother uh, that it's not too late for, for his brother to come into a place and really examine the doctrines that he's espousing. And Lord, I know we're running out of time, so with Mike, I'm going to also pray for Nick. I just pray, God, that you would be with Nick as he teaches for the first time tonight. Uh, Bless him, encourage him, use him, fill him with your Holy Spirit that he might be used through the gift of teaching to encourage and uplift, and, and, and he would just be shocked how you're going to use him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, man. God bless you. Let's take this call real quick. Bob from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Bob, welcome to the program. Oh, there's Bob, and it's a dial tone. I'm sorry, Bob. Well, we get a chance to take Nick then. Nick, I prayed for you, but where are you teaching? 
oh, we lost Nick. Well, it's the end of the show, so it's okay. I'm sorry, guys. That, But Nick, God bless you in Golden. Bob in Philadelphia, if, if you are the one that's depressed, I'm sorry. Depression is so hard and so difficult. And if you were going to ask the question, is it okay to take drugs? If what you're dealing with is something that is physiological, uh, we definitely take, we take aspirin for headaches. Uh, we take pain. I had my, my wisdom teeth out and I took uh, pain meds uh, that made me kind of loopy. And if the doctor prescribes a particular drug that would help relieve some of the pressure of your uh, physiological depression, then man, follow your doctor's orders and then pray that the Lord would just encourage you and strengthen you uh, and help you that, that you might be able to overcome this real difficult time. Uh, here's what uh, Margaret Ashmore said. I love this quote. There's nothing spiritual about denying the wisdom God has dispensed to the medical community to save undue misery. That is not faith, it's foolishness. So there definitely can be a place of using medication as prescribed, like chemotherapy. She's a cancer survivor, so she's grateful to God for the target chemotherapies that help defeat the cancer in her body. So let's not be so quick to dismiss medication, but also let's not be so quick to run to medication. It's You know, you just got to be in prayer and be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, but, I mean, if you have a headache... You take a you take a Tylenol, uh, and it's still you can do that by faith. God gave us doctors. Thank God we have a lot of great doctors and dentists in our church. Thank God, they're so trained to care for us. We love you guys. We'll, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. This is Calvary Live. We'll see you next time on the radio here, Grace FM and Hope FM. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.